With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Heidi Gano on the program with us now. Welcome back, Heidi. How are you? Thanks, Leland. Great to be here. So let's start with that. Let's start with planning blackouts this summer, and they're going to blame our SUV for it. Uh, but in reality, you and I know that they're taking offline perfectly capable and useful coal fire plants and uh, of course those can't be put back online once they're taken off i mean you're 20 years out from being able to get that thing back up and running again so um they're putting a lot of windmills and they're putting a lot of solar panels in but those are not reliable where exactly are we going to get the energy to power this state if they won't let us actually get it out of the ground or anywhere else well, I've asked that same question all across Colorado, and I, I was blessed to do a tour of the Colorado coal mine and also the power plant up near Meeker. And I kept saying, how are they going to replace all this energy when they shut this place down? And they all just look at me and nod their head, like shake their head like uh, <laughs> they don't have any answers. There is no plan. Right. And then I go down to the Ute Reservation, and Shane Seibel has the growth fund down there, and they're doing fantastic things capturing carbon emissions at this, in this new um, technology. And the state isn't helping or cooperating. They have no interest in this new technology down there. And then the legislature in Denver turns down the ability to research nuclear, the new type of nuclear energy, which is safe and effective right. and clean. It makes no sense unless... They are truly trying to destroy our energy independence and our ability to produce energy and our ability to take care of the people of Colorado. Why would they do that, in your opinion? <laughs> uh, I think a lot of it's about control, about government yeah. overreach, about you know taking um, our liberties away, taking our freedoms away. You know, one of the things I talk about around Colorado is my, my plan as governor is pretty simple. It's to undo as much as I can, and it's to get the government out of our life as much as possible and trust the people of Colorado to make good decisions for their life, their business, their family, their kids. It's not any more complicated than that. Yeah, it really isn't. Um, and I agree with you. I, I, the reason I ask that question is because I, I believe there's only, there's only two real possible explanations for why they're doing what they're doing to specifically the energy sector and one is that they're just that stupid and two is that that's on purpose because they want to control people's movements and i i think it has to be the latter because i just don't think these people are that stupid i think they know better um i'm sure there's some you know well-meaning well-intentioned useful idiots that are carrying you know the baton for them from time to time but i think those that are in control, those that are in power, the governor himself, they know that this is not the way to run an economy. And yet they continue down this path and it continues to hurt in so many ways. Yeah, I mean, they're smart enough that Jared Polis is putting millions of dollars into my governor race to help my opponent so that he can knock me out in the primary and not have to run against me in the general. That's happening right in front of our eyes with my race, with the U.S. Senate race. They are picking their opponents. 
because the only way that they can win this year is to fund weak candidates and and not have to run against them on their policy and their ideas. People in Colorado are waking up to what's happening, and they know it, and they're terrified. Yeah, I was just going to say that's a sign to me that that they are they are in recognition that and you would think that instead of putting a bunch of money into a race like that, they would just pivot and start doing the things the constituents want them to do, which should tell people when they see that dark money go into those races, that should tell you their character, that instead of actually doing what it is the people of Colorado want these people to do, they would rather just, you know, win by default or whatever, you know, by funding races that they perceive to be easier races to win. I agree. I think that's what's going on. And I don't believe the people of Colorado are going to be hoodwinked. Jared Polis spent $24 million bucks to buy his governor's seat last time. And I think he has plans to run for president. Pretty sure he has plans to run for president. And I, I tell people all the time, point it out to your friends and neighbors. Ask them if they want an election or an auction. Are they ready to sell their vote for 18 20 bucks a piece? It's ridiculous. And look around. Is Colorado better off now than it was four, three and a half, four years ago? Absolutely not. No matter what you look at, whether it's skyrocketing crime, the fentanyl issue, the homelessness issue, and what's happened to Denver, our kids are in crisis, the cost of living is out of control. It's just nuts. I have noticed that they haven't been talking a lot about their little um, shenanigans where they uh, did a pre-fund for you know Tabor and they've got these checks going out that should be hitting in late August early September you know conveniently right before the election um but I noticed they haven't been talking about it as much as they were at the beginning did did that backfire on them did did Coloradans go <laughs> we see what you did there right like do you feel like that might have backfired on them is that why they're not talking about it as much or am I just missing something no I, I think it did and I think it it brought about a conversation about Tabor and how little Tabor is able to influence our ability to hold them back from putting taxes and fees in place. And we highlighted the 84 new taxes and fees Polis put into place before he decided to give us, um, you know, throw us the $500. And so, you know, I have big, bold ideas. I want to go all in and getting money back into people's pockets by going to zero income tax, cutting the gas tax in half, and still fixing the roads. And most importantly, cutting the bureaucracy and the size of government dramatically. My promise or my pledge is 10% a year in my first term, which is 40%, just by reducing the size of the agencies and the full-time employees he's put in place, over 4,000 of them. The boards and commissions, there's over 300 of those that run our lives, and 500 executive orders that he's put in place that I can pull back day one as governor. Well, that sounds like fun. Um, uh, <laughs> that'd be a lot of shredding of I'm paper there. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, and you said some things that I think are music to a lot of Coloradans' ears. One, zero percent tax income tax. I'm in. How how are you going to run government though if you do that? Because I'm totally on board with that. But how are you going to run government with it without doing that? It, 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 if you don't have an income tax, then aren't we forced to have a lot of those fees that we hate? No, 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 no. I have a lot of smart people helping me figure this out right now. We're going to roll out a very detailed plan middle of the summer. But just to give you an overview, by reducing the bureaucracy by 10% a year in the first term, that reduces costs. By cutting out loopholes and corporate favors like he was willing to offer Disney to come back to come to Colorado, that eliminates 
um, spending and reduces the cost, eliminating the polis pork, I call it, like 260 mm-hmm. that went through where he created these new buckets of money for pet projects. We can attack fraud and waste. We can attract lots of new businesses like Florida and Wyoming do and other zero-income tax states get back to competitive bidding on our transportation projects. Mostly, mostly what we can do is be transparent with voters and ask them, go back and ask them, do you want to spend money on this or should we roll back and put more money into your pockets? That's what I'm going to be all about is just transparency and putting the questions back to the voters about what they feel comfortable with. Well, if you end up being governor, I can tell you what my answer is going to be every single time. Put that money back in my pocket right now. Put that money back in my pocket. I can <laughs> I can make a better decision do. than the government can. Um, a couple of things uh, that we've been talking about on the show lately, yesterday, and this really resonated with a lot of people. There was a gentleman who was driving back from Kansas, and he did a hilarious video where he was showing the I-70 until you cross the border. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, my God, it's so bumpy. I have to take my cruise off. And and it was highlighting, and I, I actually drove literally a 1,000 miles around the state this last weekend, and on back roads, side roads, main roads, interstates, they're awful. The roads are awful. They just did this project in the gap, and they opened it up, but it clearly wasn't done. They're having to go back and redo a bunch of it. And I'm like, who does this project, walks away and says, that was awesome. We did a great job. How are you going to address that issue, which clearly it doesn't seem like from local level to the state level, anyone cares about the amount of money that regular hardworking Coloradans are spending on new suspension parts every year? Oh, it's comical to to think that they are actually fixing the roads when I'm traveling the state. I've been a statewide elected regent for six years, so I've been all over the state for the last six years. And I tell you what, I, I visited 20 counties in the last week on the Western Slope. The roads are a nightmare. The roads are a nightmare. And here's what they did with the funny money that they put into play in 260. They're going to increase our taxes by $5 billion to supposedly fix the roads over 10 years. And they create these new buckets that have nothing to do with fixing the roads. That's the story of the Polis administration. It's all smoke and mirrors. Shift the money to these pet projects, mostly around the new green deal that he's brought to Colorado because he's really Biden's puppet. And we won't take the people seriously that want to be able to drive their cars because we don't want them on the road. I truly believe it's intentional that they want to take us off the roads in Colorado. One way to do it is to make sure there's a lot of potholes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's insane. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, we're talking with Heidi Ganahl. She's running for governor of Colorado. Um, and this is something I'm personally very passionate about. But, you know, they, when Boulder first tried to ban assault weapons, AK, you know, big air quotes around assault weapon. But when they tried to ban them, um, they got struck down by the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court was like, we have this thing called preemption where, you know, municipalities can't have more strict gun laws than the state itself does. Um, so then the legislature uh, run by the left comes in and goes, well, we'll just get rid of that for you. And then now there is a literally a coordinated effort in plain sight, the media reporting on it, wide open, coordinated effort by metro area Denver municipalities to literally egregiously restrict people's rights to protect themselves and to insult those law-abiding gun owners by in a lot of these municipalities putting signs up on gun stores like we would put a, a warning up on a cigarette package will you as governor lead an effort with hopefully what would be a supportive legislature at the time to reinstate that preemption policy so that these municipalities can't work in conjunction with each other and collude together to take away people's right to defend themselves. 
it, it's nonsense what they've done. How on earth can you, as a law-abiding gun owner, track these laws and know when right. you, you know what you're allowed to do, county versus county versus municipality versus University of Colorado? They're going to try to do it to you. It's it's just insane, but it fits their narrative and what they want to do, and that's trample on the rights of the Second Amendment and the I mean the the owners, the legal owners of firearms in Colorado. Now, yeah, we have to do all we can to prevent gun violence, but we've got to also be very careful about protecting our Second Amendment and making sure that our constitutional rights are protected. So, you know, my dad was a police officer. He taught me very early on um, safe gun ownership, and, and I'm a proud gun owner, and I will do all I can to protect those rights. So is that a yes on uh, trying to reinstate yes. preemption? Yes. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's, right no, it's all good. It's, I just want to make sure. So, well, Heidi, hopefully we'll have you back on again uh, shortly. Appreciate your time today. Thank you for jumping in and, and answering these questions and talking about, I, you know, I feel like today's conversation was really focused on what Coloradans are focused about, and that's where we need to be relentlessly, um, both as, you know, whether you're a candidate, whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a talk show host, whether you're just a regular Joe that's talking to people at the water cooler, we got to keep talking about these issues so that people are educated on it. Thank you, Heidi. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Leland. And uh, everybody get their ballots turned in. We've got 14 days left in the primary and don't let the Democrats pick our opponent. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Take care. All right. It's Heidi Ganahl. She's running for governor here in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, these are the issues that we've got to be talking about. And uh, I, I don't hear, I mean, a compliment to her for talking about them and not being afraid of them and not backing off from them uh, because a lot of politicians don't want to answer those questions. They don't have an answer. They're not thinking about those things. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.